What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here for The Scale-Up Show. I have an awesome founder on today. I have Paul McCarthy, who is the founder and CEO of SnapFix. Basically, the Instagram meets property management tech software. Um, absolutely amazing with what he's done over 25 years in the software development space. He's done work with big companies like Sony. Is absolutely blowing up. And is he actually creating a universal language that he thinks can go... I guess, global, regardless of his solution, because of the simplicity and adoption to it. You're not going to want to miss it. Check it out. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Paul McCarthy, all the way from Dublin. He is the founder and CEO of SnapFix. Uh, Paul has over 25 years in software development. Combine that with his domain expertise uh, to create the simplest facilities and maintenance management solution on the planet via SaaS. Um, is doing some really, really cool things by integrating the emotional connection of how people um, have an experience with software as well in his solution. Paul, happy to have you on the show, man. Delighted to be here, Ryan. Absolutely thrilled to be discussing all things SaaS with you today. I'm becoming a SaaS nerd myself, man. I'm looking at it. SaaS is everywhere. It's growing. It's compounding. So you can't get away with it. You might as well be a part of it, right? So it's, it's the future. <laughs> so let's do a real quick uh, revenue rundown so everybody has some context in terms of where you and Snapfix are in terms of the journey. So where are you guys at in terms of your AR? So we kicked off officially um, September 2019 and slammed straight into COVID. So um, three years later, we're, we're heading toward a millionaire or now. Okay, excellent. Uh, and then what's your primary go-to-market strategy for revenue growth? Um, obviously, it's a, a software as a service, so it's subscription-based. Our customers can come on board um, either paying by monthly or, or, or paying annually. And and our key focus areas are hospitality and facilities management. Mm -hmm. And we target them through, or, or we try to attract customers through um, outbound email campaigns, um, social media marketing, and um, and also uh, hunting as well. Outbound dialing to, to warmed contacts. Okay, excellent. And can you just walk us through your solution in a couple sentences? Yeah, yeah. I was at a, a, an event in New York recently, and I was describing it as the Instagram for the maintenance and management of your building. So we use photos, tags, and messaging, just like a lot of very, very friendly and, uh, and easy-to-use social media apps. Um, but we combine uh, photos, which are wonderful, um, wonderful means of communication, with traffic lights, red, yellow, green traffic lights for collaboration. So when somebody takes a photo in SnapFix, it automatically starts in red, which means something needs to get done. It moves to yellow when it's in progress, and when it's completed, it's green. So it's a super simple way for multilingual teams to communicate and collaborate. Excellent. I like it. We're definitely going to dig deeper on that. How big is your team? We are about 26 people at the moment, 50% um, in, in, in tech and 50% in marketing, sales and operations. Okay, excellent. Uh, and so when we're looking at that, are you funded or bootstrapped? 
up until September 19, we were bootstrapped. I bootstrapped myself for the first couple of years, just uh, getting the prototypes out, finding um, finding that customers would actually be willing to pay for it. We raised some money in September 19, and uh, we've had three raises since. Wow. Okay, cool. Congrats on all your success. I know that's a lot of work to do that. And a quick question for you, because like this is always one of the things that you see kind of the bootstrap versus VC back and forth. Why why did you decide to shift from bootstrap to, to take it on funding? What was like the primary reasons why you decided to do it? Or was that the plan all along? For for me, for me, the primary reason is um is speed to market. It's it's you want to be able to pour gas on the fire and just get out to as many markets as possible, get the product up to a level of quality and 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 usability as quickly as possible. And um and and just start proving that the market is 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 out there. Just doing everything as quickly as possible. Gotcha. It totally makes sense. So let's go through your background, man. Like I love that you you talked in the pre-show about your domain expertise in in the you know facilities management, real estate space, and then you know your background in terms of software development. Can you just bring everyone up to speed on kind of how you got to this point? and became a founder, you know, going from bootstrap to VC, would love to hear just kind of how that whole journey went and uh, what happened along the way. Absolutely. Well, um, Ryan, I grew up on a farm in, uh, in, in Ireland, one of 12 kids, believe it or not. So we were always quite entrepreneurial um, all the way along. Um, studied computer science in college and then started working internationally from Australia to Germany to, to the U- 10 years in New York. Um, implementing quite complex enterprise systems for companies like um, um, Sony Music, ABC Radio, um, Aramark, Citibank and the like. Um, in parallel with that, as part of, as part of my family um, and, and their business, we were always maintaining and managing commercial and residential buildings in addition to the farming side of things. Um, so about five years ago, I was getting very frustrated with uh, the communication between tenants and and tenants on one side in the buildings and the contractors on the other side and there were emails posted notes uh, people tapping me on the shoulder voicemails phone calls everything was all over the place and the common denominator that solution that everybody was using was whatsapp it's a wonderful wonderful solution for chat but it just wasn't fit for purpose for getting things done and i decided to to set out on a path to create the simplest maintenance platform on the planet using a combination of photos and traffic lights. I, I, I look at the traffic light as the universal symbol of teamwork. Red means something needs to get done. Yellow, it's in progress. Green is done, is completed. And everybody understands it. Everyone likes taking photos. Everybody gets traffic lights. Okay. So I love that. And so walk us through a little bit further in terms of that, just in, in illustrating it, like, I love the simplicity of the concept, right? Photos and traffic lights. <clears throat> you know, I think when you look at pictures, people take away, I think the mind can comprehend something like 1,400 different, I don't want to say sensory points in seconds, whereas if you're reading something, it's like one one hundredth of that, you know? So I think there's definitely fire there. And then traffic lights, is that just kind of like a benchmarking tracking system you see or integrated in the solution to see how people are kind of pacing or what is the traffic light component about? 
And for me, the traffic light is the simplest workflow process on the planet. And it, it, it's used It's used universally. It's used, used absolutely everywhere. Um, it's a simple color system that everybody, once, once they recognize it, they, it, it, uh, it, it, becomes, it becomes automatic. Um, the combination of the two, I'm declaring as the simplest way to communicate using photos and collaborate using traffic lights in the world. There is no simpler solution. And we would have customers that would, people would take photos and use the red, yellow, green traffic lights with no typing whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I heard a great expression recently that the camera is the new keyboard and it, it, that just kind of strengthens that. Love that. And it's true. Uh, so what's the tangible outcome that your solution creates then? Like in terms of managing it and the facility side, because that's something that I always look at and, and try and understand. Yeah, well, if you imagine Ryan walk, walking around a building, let's say let's say you're the manager of a building or you're a general manager of a hotel, and you, you've been walking around that building for years, and you spot something, and you 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 every time you see it, you say, you know what, I meant to tell John about that or whoever my maintenance guy is, and you just go back or you get interrupted and you get busy and it just doesn't get reported, and you see it again the following week, and you get frustrated with yourself for not not doing something about it. We want to allow people to have to use the device that's in the palm of their hand at all times. Everyone's walking around with smartphones now, and they can literally just take a photo and snapfix, do nothing else, and that instantly becomes visible to the maintenance management team. It's just it's a single click action, and everything is uh, is communicated perfectly. Um, we like to say that we're leveraging the eyes and ears of everybody in the building to make the building the best it can be at all times. So it's 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 basically using using the device that we're all carrying around for the benefit of the environment that we're either working in or living in. Okay, excellent, man. I think that's great. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. So, so let's go back a little bit. Um, so for your journey, and I know you, you had a lot of uh, past experience in terms of the, the software side, like how long did it take you to create your solution when you're bootstrapping? Years. Let me tell you, I joke with everybody. I had black hair before I started this thing because <laughs> simplicity is hard. And um, I, I, first of all, met about 10 different companies when I had the original idea. And then I met my CTO and co-founder, Carl Greeny. And when I met him, I knew this was the guy to, to build build what we were building because we we're, we're talking about um, a, a universal system, a global system of you know people people sharing photos and they're automatically and instantly being synchronized between Android and and iOS devices and everything is happening in real time. So there's a lot of heavy lifting under the covers with uh, with, with Snapfix simplicity at the core on, on people's phones, but a lot of lot of complexity on, underneath. Um, so meeting Carl was the was the first kind of breakthrough, and the second thing we did then was as I was specking it out, 
we relentlessly started removing what wasn't absolutely necessary. Mm. Um, I did a lot of study at the time of how Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive designed the iPod and the iPhone, and they kept iterating through the design phase of take that out, let's simplify this, let's remove this. And the analogy I, I, I share all the time is, is and I have nothing against Microsoft, but Microsoft Word, we all pay for 100% of Microsoft Word and we use 1% of it. And myself and Kyle decided, you know what, we're going to focus on the 1%. And thus, the photo, the traffic lights, and everything else then, every every additional feature has to fight its way into Snapfix. You know, we just, we're relentless about keeping everything out. And we want all of our customers to use, you know, 99% of our product. Hmm. Okay. So what's your exact process for doing that? Because like, I love, well, first of all, I mean, I, I love that you mentioned what, what Jobs and Ives did. And, you know, there's one of the, have you read the book, The Innovation Secrets of Steve Jobs at all? Have you ever heard of that book? No, not that one. I've, I've read a lot of books about the two guys, but not that one. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, it talks a lot about how his approach to innovation and what exactly Apple did. And um, the, the, one of the things that in that book it highlights was in 1997 when he went back to Apple. They were, I think... They were about 90 days from insolvency, right? They were about to crash and they were at 300 million in the hole, right? And what he did is he he trimmed out, I think they had thousands of products and he brought it down to 30, right? And so because of that, what happened is over the next year, it shifted and then the net income grew to about a billion and all because he's doing exactly what you're talking about, where he broke it down relentlessly. However, I would like to hear your framework for doing that or kind of narrowing it down to that simplest level and would love to hear the feedback that your clients have given or the results of that. Yeah, well, the first thing we do, Ryan, is we start with no. So we, we, we just start by saying nothing else is getting into Snapfix. We just, and, and we've said that from day one. And then when in the process to convince ourselves that that something has merit to being added into Snapfix. It has to be the simplest version of it, and it has to be universal. So everything for us yeah. has to be simple and universal. We use t- we we use photos, as I mentioned. We use traffic lights. We use tags. You know, we don't have forms with fields on them. We've, we've declared war on forms, but we use tags. So tags can give you an infinite amount of flexibility. And then you have users and then you have groups like you would have in, let's say, WhatsApp groups or whatever. And all of those are universal concepts. And the combination and permutation of all of those together gives you you incredible flexibility. The minute you put a form into something, you are rigid and complex. So we're we're, we're dedicated to keeping... um, Absolute simplicity and 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 total flexibility. Okay, so that's a pretty and, and you follow your your uh, your your credo. You only had three steps to your simplicity process. So I love that. So start with no simplest form, universal traffic tags and photos, and no forms because of the level of complexity, and then groups. Right, just kind of bumping them into groups, so then it's very easy for people to communicate. So I guess like. Um, What's the result that that's created, the simplicity in terms of design, development costs, things of that nature? Um, 
The good news is when you focus on simplicity, you're not carrying a lot of features forward that people aren't using because every feature you carry forward in technology costs 50x, you know, 50 times the cost of developing it originally. So that's that's the good thing. The second thing on that is our product manager is instructed to remove 10% of Snapfix every year. So let's let's use the data. Let's look at what people are using minimally. Let's remove that. Obviously, obviously, we have to put features in very often. Try it in the mass market, and uh, if if they're not being heavily used, we don't want them in there for the future. Um, much of it is just around that watching the data, getting it in front of your customers very, very quickly and being ruthless about your decision-making thereafter. On my desk, Ryan, in the office is the is, is a big poster with the word no. So it just reminds everybody that, that we, we start with no, which is an unusual way place to start very often. Um, many times when our customers make a request of us, we say, you know what, you can, you can configure your groups, your tags, your tasks, and your photos in this way, and you will come to the same end. Um, it mightn't be a 100% custom solution for them, but for the cost that they're paying, 90, 90% is perfectly good for most of the population. Hmm. Okay. So what would you say outside of that is the single best either strategy and tactics, or let's just say strategy, single best strategy that you've implemented that's helped with the growth of your company? Uh, it's, it's it's got to do with the team. It's got to do with finding the right people, waiting for the right people. Um, it's taken us a while to get here, Ryan, but three years in, everybody in the roles that they're in are absolutely top class in, in Snapfix. We're still a very small team, and uh, but everyone is really, really good at what they do. And and getting that right is is is, is everything. People talk about it in theory and in books and everything like that. When you live through it, it is so important because the difference between person A and person B isn't isn't 1.5x or 2x, it's 50x. When somebody's all in and they're passionate about it and they're fighting, they they fight and challenge me on, we, 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 we believe in giving people autonomy in their roles and they want to make their part really, really humming and, um, and, it's that when that passion shines through, you know, you've got a great team. Okay. Excellent. I think that's, that's definitely strong. What would you say is the biggest challenge that, that you you've run into kind of at this stage in terms of growing the, growing the company? Um, our biggest challenge has been, we can, we can work in every building, every piece of infrastructure and then every piece of equipment on the planet today. So our biggest challenge is focusing. So um, we set out on day one, uh, focusing on hotels Hotels are wonderful, wonderful buildings to, to start managing. They demand high quality. They operate 24-7, and they have a large audience of multilingual staff. Absolutely perfect, the, the perfect sector to stress test Snapfix. Um, we want to stay, well, obviously, during COVID, hotels took a, took a bit of a hit. So we broadened as wide as we could then and and both geographically and sectorally. So now we would have customers on all five continents. We don't have the Antarctic and the Arctic just yet, but we will get them. Um, we have customers in mines in Africa, um, engineering companies, construction companies, um, theaters, amusement parks, everything. 
The, our big challenge at the moment is to bring the focus back in and let's say, let's win this niche, let's be better in this sector and then fan out again, rather than being a very generalist solution too early. We, we do want to serve all of those sectors and, and nationalities and countries, but we want to focus and win, you know, win in the US is, uh, is our top priority. Okay, that makes sense. So, and then, you know, kind of last, last but not least, because we're, we're just about up on time. What would you say was the major shift or transition that you had to make once you went from being a bootstrap company to being a backed company? Um, great question. Reporting to investors is very, very important. And we're very fortunate to have unbelievably supportive um, investors. And I believe in being honest. I believe in being timely, truthful, and and thoughtful to, to those investors at all times. Um, we keep them up to date with everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We are climbing Mount Everest here, and it is a challenge and everything, you know, with everything we're doing. And just being being open and upfront at all times from the word get-go was, uh, was very, very important. And... It was one of our early investors, Larry Anderson, actually gave me that advice. He said, "You know what? You want you want to you want to make life as good as possible for everybody. Be timely and truthful and thoughtful about all of your communication." And and I've just lived that from day one. And it was a, just a great piece of advice at the right time when I was pivoting from from bootstrapped to uh, to taking to taking funds. Okay, and then so has your relationship been consistent then and solid. You know, as you're going through that process, it's unbe- it's unbelievably good. The investors we have, we have on board are um, are very long term thinkers. the 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 plan is to is to is to build Snafix into the maintenance platform for the world. It's a very lofty ambition. It's going to take us fifteen or twenty years, and they're they they're on on the road with us for that length of time, which is which is awesome. Awesome, man. Well. We're unfortunately up on time. Where can people find you? Where can they find out more about Snapfix? And then we'll, we'll take it from there. Uh, we're on snapfix.com. And my personal email is paul at snapfix.com. I'd love to, 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 to chat with anybody who's interested in managing buildings, infrastructure, and equipment as simply as possible. And happy to help anybody. Awesome, Paul. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show, man. Uh, a lot of fun. Love what you're doing. Love the simplicity and the approach. It's definitely very unique because some people think more is better, right? Instead of being um, good is good is better instead, right? And I think that's what you've done. You've simplified it so much and are just really, really trying to nail that. So thanks for being on the show, man. It was a pleasure. Thanks a million, Ryan. I really, really enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you for checking out the Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.